Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating. So our topic this week is going to be investment cooking, which is something that I do all the time and have for a long time and just makes my life so much easier. But before we get to that, so the best bite that I had this week, um, so on the weekend, we actually had really cold weather, even though it's only beginning of April. And so we lit the fire and I cooked like this slow cooked beef rib ragu, like so beautiful. And we had it with some rigatoni, like short pasta. And I had it with some greens as well because I don't like to eat a lot of pasta. And then also we had this beautiful like butter lettuce salad from the garden, which is really crisp and really fresh and just contrasted so nicely with like the rich meaty rugu. And then we finished it off. I made some quince ice cream. So my, I've been looking after my neighbor's chickens and they've got an orchard and their quince tree. Didn't have many quinces on it this year because it's been so wet, but I am... Um, harvested them. They said I could and I made some quince jam. So I made ice cream out of that. And it was amazing. Okay, let's start talking about plan for today. So first of all, I thought I'd just talk about like what exactly is investment cooking? Because it's a term that I came up with in my, in my own brain. So you might not be familiar, but I, so I'll explain what I mean by investment cooking. Then we'll talk about like why investment cooking is beneficial, like how it helps you. And then we'll actually talk about like a bit of a how-to on how to start investing. And then I've got a bonus tip for you and we'll wrap it up with a key takeaway. So Basically, what is investment cooking? Basically, like if you think about, look at it, you know, investing or think about in the term investing, usually it means that you're allocating resources and usually we think of it in terms of money for future gain, profit, but the resources don't have to be money. So like in this instant, we're using time and energy. So we're investing our time and energy and cooking things now so that we have for future gain in that we have food prepped and delicious food to eat in, in the future. So our future gain is deliciousness, which is like, you know, just as good, if not better than profit. <laughs> so yeah, like, and, and the thing with it, like investing in cooking, it can be whole meals. Like, you know, you can cook a curry, you can cook a soup, you can cook a stew, you can cook lasagna, you can you know, do whatever. But it can also be, and actually the way I use it more is to actually like partially prep ingredients. So then you're not eating the same thing all week. Like for some people that works really well, but I think for most of us, like you know, having the same meal all the time, isn't so great. And so the way that I approach it is rather than me like spending all Sunday like cooking whole meals, I just partially prep ingredients. So then I've got those to use as building blocks for future meals. So it kind of, it works in a really nice way. Um, So why do we want to use this technique of investment cooking? So basically like it makes your life so much easier and it's way more efficient. So if you're in the kitchen and you're already getting saucepans dirty and you're already like, you know, roasting a tray of veggies, if you put extra veggies on the tray, like it doesn't take that much more time to cut up the extra veggies, but you've got like, it doesn't take usually any more cooking time and also like cleaning up time. You're already going to have to clean up that tray. So it's just like a way more efficient use of your time and, and attention in the kitchen. And you end up spending 
spending less time cooking and definitely less time cleaning. And often with my investment cooking, like like I might use a pot to boil some eggs and then I'll use it, the same pot, like I'll just, I won't need to wash it. I'll just use the same pot to poach some sausages or steam some broccoli or boil some potatoes. Like it's like, so you get that efficiency and you're not having to clean a kitchen every single time because you're just doing it all at once. Um, and the other thing is like, you know, it, you end up having less trips to the store because you're like cooked ingredients tend to last in the fridge longer. So like if you got cooked broccoli, it'll last longer than fresh. So, you know, you're able to buy a bigger bunch of broccoli, like bigger amount, you can like cook it and then have it in the in the fridge and you're not running to the store as much. Um, and also like, you know, you, you're saving money because you're, you're able to like buy it in bulk and also you get that efficiency in your cooking as well. Like you're not using as much energy when you're cooking. If you've already got the oven on, for you to roast two trays of veggies, it isn't taking use of your stove energy. Like, But if you were to roast a tray of veggies on Monday and a tray of veggies on Thursday, then you know, you're having to heat up the oven twice. So you've got that energy efficiency and also in like your dollar when you're buying ingredients. And the other reason I love to investment cooking is just because it's super delicious and anything that I choose to cook in a, as an investment cooking component, you know, it either improves with age or it's just as good, particularly with um, stews and soups and things like it can really, actually things can taste better after, after they've had a bit of time for the flavors to meld together. So, so many reasons to do it. So now I've, now I've sold you on the idea of investment cooking. Let's talk about how to actually get started. And basically all you want to do is just whenever you're in the kitchen cooking something, just ask yourself a simple question. So you just want to ask like, how can I make more or what would it make sense for me to make more of today? And just start us like thinking through and asking that question. You can and you can ask that before you get into the kitchen as well. You don't you can think it through ahead of time. But you know, for example, if you're boiling eggs, could you boil 10 eggs or a dozen eggs instead of just boiling two for that meal? Or if you're roasting veggies, like I did some um, zucchini last week and just using up the last of the zucchini from the garden, chopped it all up and roasted it all. And then we had it, you know, I was able to use it during the week. And another one that I always cook more of is like if I'm boiling rice, rather than just boil what we need for that meal, I boil a whole pack and then I um, let it cool and then I freeze it into Ziploc bags in individual portions so that then I can use have that in the freezer so I can make fried rice at a minute's notice um, you know, during the week. And that's something that the boys love and it's an easy side. And the, also the cool thing is like with carbs, so things like rice, potatoes, if you cook them and then cool them and then reheat them, some of this, the starch in the rice and the potatoes gets, and same with pasta, it gets transformed into a different form, form called resistant starch. It actually turns it into like a type of fiber. So we don't actually use it as calories, but our gut microbes digest it as fiber. So it's a really good for your gut health. And it also reduces the amount of calories in the in the potatoes or the rice. So, and it, and it reduces the blood sugar spike that you get from this. Well, so it's like this huge benefit to cooking and cooling carbs or, you know, same with the, your roasting sweet potato, all those, those types of things, like a much better. From a health perspective, I should have put that in the, the why, like that's a huge benefit as well. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing. It's just like just thinking about what can you make more of? Or if you're making a bolognese sauce one night, like, you know, doubling it so that then you can either keep the rest in the fridge. Like when I made my beef rib ragu, I used like two kilos of beef ribs. So I've got um, some for that Sunday night dinner and then 
I've got the rest in the fridge and I'll, I might turn it into a pie. You know, we might, I might have it with some pasta for the boys. I might just have it with greens. Like, you know, there's heaps of options that I can do. I don't know what I'll do with it yet. I don't have a plan, but I just know it's there and that I'll be able to use it. So yeah, like that's the type of thing we just want you to be thinking about, you know, how can I make more? Or like, you know, last week on Friday, I roasted some salmon. And so I bought a couple of extra pieces and I roasted them as well. And then I just, you know, popped them in the fridge so that I could have them in my lunches, which is so delicious. Um, it was, that's actually a whole another story for another day. Uh, but yeah, like, so just, it's really this mindset and just starting to think about what you can make more of. And then of course, the second part to it is using what you've made. For me, I think the best way to do that is just to, every time you look in the fridge, just do a little, get into the habit of having, doing a little inventory of, okay, what have I got here and what needs using up and, you know, just keeping, or, and same with the freezer when I'm looking in the freezer, like what have I got here? Just so you've got that mental inventory of what you've got so that you know what you can use. So that is how to get started with investment cooking in a nutshell. And bonus tips, like keep it simple. So you don't want to like go into overwhelm and don't, and also start small. Like you don't, if you're not used to this and if you start like cooking, you know, big batches of rice and potatoes and boiling eggs and like cooking extra fish, like you don't want to overwhelm yourself and have too many things to use. So you want to keep it simple. And in the beginning, I think it can be helpful to have a plan for your extras. So, you know, if you're having rice with a curry one night, thinking about, okay, well, I'm going to have some extra rice in the fridge. Like we can have that, we can have fried rice, you know, this night or whatever, but just thinking ahead of time of like how you're going to use it. Well, like with my my fish example, like I knew that I was going to have that salmon for lunches that week because I knew I was going to be needing some protein for my lunches. So, and the other bonus tip, which I've kind of already covered, but it just, it bears repeating is to really look in the fridge every time you open the door. Like every time you're in there, just be doing an inventory, you know, what needs using and asking yourself like what needs using up here. So our key takeaway for today is basically like if you want to make your life easier and master the skill of investment cooking and the other skills to become a confident cook that you'll have for the rest of your life, so they compound year after year, then I'd love you to join me in Joyful Cooking in 90 Days. So it's my new group coaching program where I help you learn to cook without recipes so you become someone who actually wants to make healthy meals. Um, For more more details about the next enrollment, go to um, the Stone Soup com, which is my website, or you can um, just click the link in the show notes, click on the Joyful Cooking tab, and you'll have all the details there. So I hope you found that helpful. Have fun investing in the kitchen and doing some investment cooking, and I will catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast and I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes, so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.